Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Girl Face It. So on today, we have a very special guest, um, one of Lowndes County's very own, Kelsey Thomas. I'm going to be interviewing her today on her spiritual path and her evolution, and we're going to dive right into it. So my name is Kelsey Thomas. Um... I'm an introverted, <laughs> free-spirited, <laughs> very random person, I guess you can say. <laughs> I'm a yogi, um, tree hugger, one of those kind of people. Um, right now, I am in school, of course, um, studying psychology. Um, and I'm a mommy. I have two beautiful kids that I absolutely adore and love. And that's literally about it. Like, I'm a bookworm. I'm kind of boring. My life isn't that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a quick question. Since you are taking up psychology, I know that you said that you uh, ordered the book um, from mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, have you started reading Which one? it? Which one are you referring to? Uh, uh, I don't even have the book in my see. hand right now. Um, the one we just talked about. Was it? it? Spirit. Which one? It's by Joe Dispenza. Mm. And I had, to, hold on. Um, it wasn't my recent one, right? Like the recent book I was reading, right? Like this Power of the Subconscious Mind Mm-mm. or The Sacred Woman or, oh, the one you posted. And I said I was going to order. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I haven't, I haven't even got the book yet. <laughs> like, I haven't even okay. Cause, Because you're studying psychology and that goes in depth on uh how the human mind mm-hmm. works and i feel like you'll find that really oh, interesting that sounds good. like i have this recent book called the power of the Sub- subconscious mind and that book mm-hmm. goes into depth as to how like the subconscious mind and the conscious mind work work as well it's by joseph Mur- murphy good book amazing mm-hmm. book a really amazing book because it literally tells you how more so you control or you know you can control like um your reality more so really good book Okay, I need to add that yeah, to my list. This is a really good book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get right into okay. these questions. Um, so a lot of people been wanting to know. I'm sure you get oh. this a lot. So tell us, how did you start your spirit, your spiritual journey? Oh, um, let's see how much I want to reveal today. <laughs> um. <laughs> to be honest with you, it took a lot. I went through a lot of trauma, um, childhood trauma. Um, mm-hmm. I went through a lot in my life, and I've always been kind of a loner, and I've always been kind of weird, as you can say. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I was younger, like I didn't even even before I really understood what being an empath was, I would shelter myself because I would feel other people's energy. And um, yeah, I would yes. always isolate myself from it because I would always feel you know, I I would feel that, but I kind of suppressed it. So, you know, um, going through life, of course, you know, um, I suppressed all of that, you know, like my uniqueness, you know, what really separated me from everyone else. I I suppressed that because I realized how people are so quick to kind of apply, you know, like the normal, you know, like, um, for instance, I made the decision to get baptized in January and it was, and mm-hmm. to be honest with you, where I was in my life, I was literally battling between um, who I was, like who I naturally, organically was, and who I wanted to see myself mm-hmm. as. So um, I ended up getting baptized, and I got baptized honestly because I felt like 
it would um it would it would more so help me to be this image of what I thought I should look like by 28. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting older. And I should really just put down that and just kind of fall into line like like everyone else. And when I did that, everyone was so like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. You know, I'm so proud of you made that decision. And, it, and I tried that life, you know, and I'm not putting down, you know, religion or anything, you know, because of what you have to find mm-hmm. what works for you. And if it feeds your soul, right. go with it. You know, we're, we're different. What feeds your soul may not feed mine. So it's, right. I would sit in church every Sunday and, but I would be suppressed. I would suppress, um, you know, I would suppress the things that really I, I liked, you know, like my spirituality. I like burning sage and I like doing yoga and meditation yeah. and to have a church. Uh, one of my church friends come to me and tell me that uh, doing yoga is, you know, more so an invitation of the devil or some something like that. She told me. And at that moment, mm. <laughs> at that moment, I was sitting in my room. like, You know what? I'm no longer going to suppress this. I'm going to be who I am unapologetically. Like, I'm going to burn my stage. I'm going to be who I am. I can't do this. But what really pushed me into that was that um, just battling, battling with um just battling with like this image of what I thought I should look like versus what I was naturally like, and that put me into a depression. Um, I would be in and out of the, mm-hmm. of depression because the image in my head that I thought I should be, you know, or what I should be looking like by this age, it wasn't matching my reality. So um, I would, I don't know. I, I, don't, I really can't explain it besides me literally getting tired and fed up of battling within myself. But when I surrendered and I nice. let go and I decided to be who I am, that helped me on my journey. And now I, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with not doing it. Like, you know, you have a season of rest. I mean, you have a season of grinding. Like, I'm in that season of rest. Right. And I'm okay with it because I feel like I used to feel like, okay, well, I need to be chasing this goal, these goals. I need to be graduated by this year, yada, yada, yada. But now I'm good with it. Like I'm good. And I embrace, I embrace that season of rest because I know it's going to really prepare me for that grinding season because I'm going to be fueled, fueled up. I'm going to, you know, like I, I, I'll, I'll have more to yeah. go on. But that was that was it, man. Like I got tired of being I got tired of playing the victim in my own life. Like I wanted to be the hero. And it took me realizing that no one was gonna save me besides me. Like I could sit around and I could mope and I could cry about the same old things, but at the end of the day, no one was gonna save me but me. So I had to make the decision to stand in stand in myself and be who I was unapologetically and that really helped me on that journey. And I am I am who I am <laughs> now. <laughs> and it feels so good you know coming and coming stepping into that person it's like you know it's like that layer that you was holding on to was finally shedded it feels so good d girl and and i could tell you too like you you know you you are the same part like you grow you're growing more into who you are unapologetically and i completely Mm -hmm. adore that about you you know being that you're like you know a few years younger than i am but for you to have that mindset already like that's so freaking beautiful like for you to already have that mindset (laughs) girl by the time you're gonna flourish you're gonna show enough like flourish the older you get but the fact that you already adapted that and adapted and stand in your individuality like that's amazing and I applaud you for that because I wish I had that like when I was younger like your age I wish I had that but I didn't (laughs) (laughs) it's okay though (laughs) you had to learn you had to learn 
had to go through some things, had to really go through some things, like the same lessons. You get tired of repeating the same lessons over and over again. Yeah. Once you realize that, you know, you're the reason that you're repeating these lessons and you're the reason, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's when that's when life happens. That's when a shift. That's when a shift ha- shift happens when you realize that you're really the narrator of your story. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> since we were since she touched on religion a little bit I wanted to know like this was my next question what were some barriers you had to overcome while you know evolving into this spiritual woman such as you know coming from a religious background because you know we grew up in the church when we were younger and it was a strict religious background so how did you overcome like those barriers oh. with families and friends and all of that to be honest with you um that's something I still sometimes uh struggle with every once in a while to be honest with you um being that my choice you know like I chose spirituality over religion at first it was really 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 tough because like you know of course we're in the south we're in we're in the south we're in Alabama <laughs> Montgomery at that so anything that you know, anything that goes outside of Christianity or the norm, you know, you're kind of frowned upon, or you know, like oh my gosh, you're working worship in the devil. Oh my gosh, just you know, it's evil. Right. Um, but one thing about it is that like I, my family, they fully accept me. Like they understand that it wasn't a phase and it's who I am. So family, mm-hmm. I don't, I no longer have to worry about that. And to be and to be honest with you, um they used to laugh about certain things that I would do. Like when I would burn my sage back in 2014, they would swear that it was the devil. Now my mom, she burned sage. <laughs> and my brother, he burned sage. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I, but once they realized that it, was a fa- it wasn't a phase, um, they really adapted to it. As far as friends, uh, like when I mm-hmm. first started the journey, I had a totally different set of friends. You know, like my friends, li- literally, they mirrored where I was in my life at that time. But the more evolved, mm-hmm. I started to kind of spirit- spiritually, and the more I started getting to know myself more, my friends, they changed, which is going to happen, you know, because the people around you, they're a reflection of where you are. You know, so once I started becoming, you know, changing and evolving and growing into a different person, my friends changed and my friend list changed as well. Like I had a lot of friends, but now I really don't have many. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but it was girl. The journey is so lonely. People don't say that, but it's a lonely journey because. And then sometimes you feel like you're going crazy. Like, am I crazy? (laughs) (laughs) So like when I tell you that it's a, it's a, it's a struggle sometimes because like sometimes um, I'm very confident in it. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I feel good. This feel good. Then I second guess myself because um, this wasn't what I was brought up in. And sometimes I second guess myself like, wait, am I really supposed to be doing this? And Sometimes I try to go back to Christianity because it's a comfort zone, not because it agrees right. with me, but but because it's a comfortable a comfort zone for me. And the further out you mm-hmm. get, and the more evolved you become, you're reaching new territories, and it's scary. Yeah. You know, it's scary, and it it it, w- it would definitely make you want to run back to those same places because they're familiar. So, girl, right. it's still a struggle, but I get through it though. I have my moment, but I get through it. But thank God, I have friends now who reflect both of where I am and also where I'm trying to go so when I go in those moments and I have those moments I can go to those friends you know so I don't feel like I'm crazy and I don't feel like I'm alone you get what I'm saying girl yes (laughs) 
And it's so important that, you know, those friends are understanding. Yes, that's so important. That's so important, girl. You don't need friends around you that make you that make you really feel feel um feel bad about who you are you know like you don't need friends like that if I have to water down aspects of myself to make you feel comfortable I'm in the wrong circle and that's what I used to do I used to do that I would water down certain things or I couldn't um talk to certain people certain people around me about certain things because I felt like I would be judged and I realized that Yeah. yeah I don't need friends I don't need people like that around me why 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 should I have to hide from you know you shouldn't have to hide from the people closest to you that's not what life is about Exactly. <laughs> no, because those are all of my sentiments. I, I understand completely where you're coming Girl. from. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this next question. Okay, so how, explain to the audience, for those that will be listening, how did you find God for yourself? Oh, Let's see. That's that's okay. So the story is really weird, but um, yeah. Okay. So I always thought I had, <laughs> I always thought I had an idea of what God was. You know, I would read the books, even you know, I would read the Bible. I would read books about you know, mm-hmm. like the comedic, um, life, and I would read all of these books, and I would try to um, I thought that that that's what God was. You know, I had like this idea of what God was, but. I honestly didn't experience God in full for myself until last year. Um, I had I was, mm-hmm. I, the current job I work at. Um, I have to be to work at seven o'clock in the morning. So I remember this clearest day. I was in a re- I was in a situation or a relationship. It was very toxic, um, very toxic and very 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 uh, just. It, it was horrible. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I remember pulling up to work one day, and. I was in the parking lot and I was walking into work. No one was out there. It was just me. And this mm-hmm. voice, it, I can't explain it. It was like this voice said, are you ready to come back to me now? And during this time, I was at my darkest moment because I was dealing with a narcissist and the relationship was just draining me to the point where I didn't mm-hmm. even recognize myself anymore. You know, like I started mm-hmm. to question everything about me. Like I started to question it because I'm like, okay, I'm not here giving advice, but here I am you know, dealing with this. So I started uh, questioning my, my authenticness and everything. And um, this voice said, are you ready to come back, me, come back to me now? And I, I was walking in the lobby and I responded. I was like, yes, I am. Um, but you have to promise that you will heal me, you know? And it responded and said, I'll heal you, but you can't go back to the same thing that broke you, which means he was, it was referring to the person I was dating at the time. yeah girl and when I tell you it shook me it shook me and that was my first literally my first experience with God no matter how much I meditated you know I would feel this force I would feel it but that was the first time I actually like just felt it so even now Mm -hmm. even now um you know and then I went back to church because that's what I thought you know like the voice was referring to so I got back into the church and you know I got heavy into Christianity I was like yeah this is what it is and but to be honest with you I felt closer to God in my room after that. After that, I felt closer to God in my room than I did in the church, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like um, I would get in my closet and I would meditate and I would pray and 
um, this presence, I would feel this presence around me, you know, this presence mm. to let me know that I, I wasn't alone. And I, you know, I felt that more in my room and then in the church. So when I got back out of the church, I still could stay connected to that. You know, I still take, stay connected to that God. And now my idea, of, my idea of God is so much different. Like I view God as being the, you know, like the, um, the, whatever I want to say, I'm sorry. Like I, I envision God literally being, everything like you know literally everything right and i don't refer to god in pronouns like he she because i feel like god is literally the totality of everything around us so to like to mm-hmm. say he or she i feel like it kind of puts it in a box you know because it's so box. big yeah. you know so big that i can't even explain it but um that was my first real connection with God. Now, even when I talk to people now or when I inter- you know, encounter anybody, I try to look for that God within them. You know, or I try to um, treat them the way that, you know, I want to be treated. That that literally, that situation just literally shifted everything to the point where now I, I try to see God in everything. Everything I deal with, anybody I deal with, I try to see God in it. Because literally, that's what God is, the totality of everything. Right. Yeah. You have such a pure heart, such a beautiful soul. Like I can hear and feel like the passion and the drive within you when you're speaking. Just then, even when you were talking about that, about that subject just then, I felt that I was like, okay, God's present now, so I feel it. Let me. Girl, it's a long journey. It's, it's a journey. It's a journey. I'm telling you. you. If anybody else know, you know, you know, it's a journey. <laughs> Some days are so much easier than others, you know, like some days yes. you feel like you, you know, you feel like you can just take over the world, you know, how to meditate it. Yes, come on. There's right. some days you just want to like, <laughs> girl, you want to go from Erica Badu to Boosty, you know, like, you know, what? just forget it. <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> but it's balance, it's balance. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay. I just feel like I shared a post one time on Instagram and it was, talking about how God is definitely a relationship as opposed to a religion and it's like once I started to realize that that's when the connection deepened Mm -hmm. even more and like you said starting to see the God in people as opposed to putting God in such a box yes yes girl Mm -hmm. you better say it literally but you know (laughs) what's crazy is that you know um you can have a lot of people have religion but they have but they don't have a relationship with God you know, like you know, mm, you can you can true. read a Bible verse, but but some people go to church every day and they never really experience the presence of what God is. You know, because right. because they're so attached to what God, what the image of God is, that sometimes they miss the experience. You know, because they they kind of like only mm. have this idea of what it's supposed to feel like. You know, so they kind of miss. Right. Yeah, they they miss that small thing that could have been their encounter with God because they're so blocked off and they're so like tunnel vision on what their idea of God is. Um. But you're right. A good book. <laughs> a good book. Girl. <laughs> that story just did, it just reminded me of The Alchemist. Oh, I love that book. I love yes. that book. That was the first book I read when I started like getting into spirituality. That was the first book I read. The Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, you talked about religion. It's funny you touched on that because um I don't I think people forget that the body is the temple. You know, so wherever mm-hmm. I go, wherever I go, that's where church is, you know, and right. girl, I can get into that, but that's a conversation for a whole nother day, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> let's not even get into it. <laughs> I don't want people writing me on Facebook saying, oh, I knew you were an atheist, you know, 
this or some crap. Hey, <laughs> I don't need that in my life right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Since we're talking about, you know, relationships and, you know, how it's tough being on this spiritual journey, <laughs> how do you stay consistent? Uh, like with being in a relationship with someone and mm-hmm. um, one thing about it I learned is that I give people space to be who they are and I and mm-hmm. I only talk to and I only date or whatever people who give me space for who I you know to be who I am like if I have to, mm-hmm. you have to come in changing this and that this and that about me then I'm not the person for you you know like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the person out there that, that you know is out there who's already those things that you seek but I give people space to be who they are and um at first, I, you know, I would try to, like, change people, like, hey, you should do this with me. You should do this like me. You know, like, you know, let's medicine together. Mm-hmm. But I learned to accept them. Who, you know, I, I learned to accept where they are because although um, they may not be doing the same things I am, that doesn't mean that we're not headed to the same destination. You know, we're just taking, right. we're just taking different vehicles. I, my my right. idea of um, peace may be sitting outside, you know, sitting outside, watching nature and meditating, but their idea, their escape may be music or, or you know, driving with music loud. I just give people space to be mm-hmm. who they are, and I, and I really embrace them in that. But if it's too much for me, then of course, you know, I would let them know, you know, hey, you know, but no. I, I just give people space to be who they are, and I try not to lose myself in anything. Anything. Right. <laughs> So that's why I have, that's why I practice this thing of loving without being attached. And people think that's a bad thing. No, actually, um, you're not supposed to like attach yourself to anything because everything is always evolving and constantly changing. That don't mean right. don't enjoy people while you have them. Yes, enjoy them, love them, you know, embrace them and everything. But you're not supposed to love experience. Them. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't own them, and that's the thing about right. it. Like we don't own people. We literally just we have them for short periods of time sometimes you know we borrow them for a little while and you know right but and that's what that's the difference between codependency you know like your attachment style is you know you you you, um you love you have to be attached no I don't want to lose myself in you you know I want to give you space to be who you are and I want to be who I am I'm going to love you you know of course I'm going to love you but I'm also going to love myself I'm not going to put you above me you know or anything at all but I'm not going to treat you any different either but um, right. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. And, and love even means sometimes love even means like I love you enough to see you move on and be happy, even if it's not with me. That's true. love. Mm. You know, that's true love. You know, like, you know, for me to attach myself to you and love you, I feel like that's from a selfish standpoint, because at that point, I feel like, you know, if I'm attaching myself to self to you and loving you, it's for my own selfish gain. You know, you, it's in, yeah. you know, it's in a sense where you complete me, yada, yada, yada. You know, but I, I, yeah, I just give people space and I give myself space. <laughs> yeah, that's important, though. Girl, yes. You know, I think you, if, I don't think people understand that. Um, people don't understand that sometimes, you know, you attach yourself to these things because you're trying to fill voids and you think this person is mm. the source of your happiness. No, right. they're not. They're not the source, and I never want to be responsible for making anyone happy. Because if I leave, I'm gonna be you. I'm gonna be the one that you blame for making you sad or or making you know yeah. you're gonna. I don't want to take your happiness from you. I don't want to even be the reason you're happy. You know, I don't want to be that. I want you to already be happy, and I want to add to that and share that with right. you. Right. <laughs> that puts so much responsibility on Girl, that person. Yes. Have you ever tried to be everything to somebody? 
Ooh, too much of a job. I can't do that. I'm over here struggling with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they gotta make you happy and be happy too? No, that's too much. <laughs> and my kids? Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> like I, I can't do that. And I, I, I've done that before, though. You know, I've done that. I've been that person to try to, you know, make make you happy and make me happy. And but that's pouring. Mm-hmm. You know, you're literally pouring from an empty cup. Because those yeah. are those relationships like that. Normally, um, reciprocity doesn't even exist in it. You're the giver, you're the giver, you're the giver, you're the giver. And people are the taker, the taker, the taker because they made you responsible for them being happy. So now you have to play mm-hmm. that role. You have to fill those shoes. And you have to constantly try to um, make them happy. And I don't take that job, honey. I don't even take that job. <laughs> it's funny you just said, you just mentioned um, pe- people pouring from an empty cup. You know, on YouTube, they have the recommended videos for you. So something told me to listen to um, Sarah Jake's sermon. And she was talking about how you don't pour from an empty cup. You wait until your cup is filled. Then you pour over into that person. Yeah. And I was like, that just, it just came yes. to my mind when you said pour from an empty cup. And we were talking about relationships. And, mm. Yes. I love Sarah Jake's, by the way. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl, that's the motto. Like, you know. Um, I have to keep you know I have to keep myself overrun you know and whatever yeah. runs over that's what I give to the world but whatever is right. I give to myself that's why I'm right. always going randomly in my own social media because if I feel like I'm <laughs> overwhelmed okay it's time for me to go yeah. back and give to myself now but yeah you have to know your limits <laughs> mm, that's what I'm learning girl you gotta know your limits people will mm, people will drain you dry and ask why you dry after you they take everything <laughs> Tell me this. How do you how do you keep yourself uplifted during, you know, those days where you're not feeling your best or you're just too overwhelmed? How do you keep that peace within? Gratitude journals. Like I have gratitude journals. Um, like on those days where I feel like I'm just not, you know, okay, I'm not where I am, you know, I'm having those little um pity parties gratitude mm-hmm. practicing gratitude going over in your head even if you're going over in your head silent, silent silently or writing it down I go like small things stuff that I'm grateful for stuff that that's going right in my life because where your attention goes you know that's where your energy flows as long as I'm focusing mm-hmm. on what's not going right that's where my energy is going you know so um, yeah. it's really easy to distract yourself in that and get lost in that and sometimes you forget what's going right and when you start that gratitude journal when you start writing and you start saying these saying these um things you're grateful for your mood Mm -hmm. automatically shifts because in that moment you realize dang those five things is not going right in my life does not amount to the 1,300 things that 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 I'm grateful for things that are going right in my life and then you also have to realize that even though you're not where you want to be or even though like you had this this unfortunate situation to happen whatever happens in your life you have to realize that there are people out there that's still fighting just to get to where you are right now the place you're complaining mm-hmm. about so mm-hmm. I feel like to me um like that gratitude really helps because God won't bless you with anything you're not already grateful for he won't add you know like God won't add more to that space where you're not even grateful for it. why would I give you more right why would I give you more so gratitude, like being grateful, and I feel like gratitude and gratefulness is literally the one of those key things in the um 
one of the key things and the secret to receiving more. Because, you know, now you're trusted with more because you're appreciating what you already have and you're really showing right. it by taking care of what you already have. But you have you have to divert your thoughts. You can't always, you know, I try not to ponder in that that dark hole because once you start, you know, you honey, you dig deep. Once you start there, you know, once yeah. you start your mind, your mind starts going to everything that's not wrong, you will end up in a deep depression. Like it would literally, it won't stop. It was this rabbit hole. Yeah. So don't even let yourself get there. Once you see those thoughts coming, that, you know, change that that change route. You know, like, okay, I understand, I accept that this is where I am, what's going on today, but this is these are the things that I'm grateful for. This is what's going right. You know, and, and that's where I yeah. decide to throw my energy. Because I don't want my I don't want my attention to be on what's wrong when I have all these things over here that's 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 going right in my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I feel like I had to learn like because I was going through like a tough patch, a tough time also with battling with depression mm-hmm. and Something just told me, you know, like you said, gratitude journal, but I just had to look at my child and I just had to sit there and be like, you have so much more to live for. Just be grateful for this one child right here in this moment. Yes. Kids are like the biggest teachers, too. They teach you so much. Like Mm -hmm. my children, they teach, you know, they teach you. Uh, for what forgiveness really is or you know what unconditional yeah. love is you know I can like you know what you're a timeout you know like they can be upset in timeout yeah. when they come out of timeout they're hugging my neck and they're talking like nothing has ever happened yeah. and in my head I'm like oh my gosh like I really want this level of forgiveness like, <laughs> 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 like kids are literally they're the biggest teachers ever and I think that's probably why God gave me children like to really um, teach me like valuable life lessons Mm-hmm. especially patience oh listen here <laughs> listen here I need that I needed that patience <laughs> oh man but <laughs> okay girl so I like to talk about reflection because I feel like it's you know important to reflect on how far you've grown yeah. over the years so you know there's always somebody like you said who's going through something that you've grown through so what is you know some advice or some encouraging words you would like to share with them for people who's on who are on their journeys and um mm-hmm. okay who, who's in those spot where you once were oh one thing I'll, one thing about it is that i'll share for one you're not you you're not your enemy you have to start being your hero you know like we deal with it a lot more out in this world already you know we deal with enemies every in every single you know every single way yeah. in life. so the least the one thing you need to understand is that you don't need another enemy you know like you have to start being more patient with yourself you have to start being more kind to yourself literally start loving on yourself because you can't mm. give anybody something that you don't already already have within you so first you have to make yourself the storehouse make yourself the storehouse house for your own happiness make yourself the storehouse for your own peace make the make yourself the storehouse for your own joy you know because you don't want to be out here giving credit to other people for giving you those things when it, in in reality they're only bringing bringing out what's already within you so right. number one you're not your enemy you're you're your hero number two be patient with yourself Things will happen when they happen and your time will always be on time, no matter how long it takes. When that moment comes, when, when it's your time, it will still 
be on time. Don't rush mm-hmm. yourself. Don't rush your progress. Don't compare yourself to, you know, those people on social media. None of that's real anyway. So <laughs> don't compare yourself to those. You know, take your time. You're in your own race. And another thing, practice self-forgiveness. You know, practice self-forgiveness. I had to forgive myself a lot. That's really hard. You know, it was really hard to forgive yourself because you feel like, um, sometimes like, hey, you know, I knew better, yada, yada, yada. But forgive yourself. You're human. You're human. And keep moving. The biggest, the biggest apology, the best apology you can give yourself is change behavior. So, you know, yes, Absolutely. apologize, but don't put yourself back in those same situations over and over and over again, you know, because at that point, it's emotional abuse to yourself <laughs> or mm-hmm. mental abuse to yourself or spiritual right. abuse to yourself. Um but just take your time, take your time and trust the process and surround yourself with people who who uh, reflect where you want to be and not where you've been. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Mm-hmm. Because if you're surrounded by people who reflect where you've been, it's only going to be a matter of time before you're right back in that same place you just came from. Right. <laughs> Believe me. Trust me. <laughs> but um, that's, the, that's the key. Those are the keys, man. Take your time. Trust, your, uh, trust the process. Be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself. You don't need another enemy. And surround yourself with people who reflect where you're going instead of where you've been. That's it. <laughs> well, I thank you for preaching that to me because I definitely need to hear it again. Girl, I gotta go stand in the mirror like Easter Ray on Insecure. <laughs> I'm gonna go talk to myself. <laughs> no, I love Easter Ray. I love her, I love girl. Season season uh four is coming out in a- in April, April thirteenth or something like that. I don't know the date. I'm sorry, but yes coming out with another season of insecure and i'm gonna be logged in i love her <laughs> see i have to catch up i'm i'm on like season two i can't remember what episode what yes i'm just now getting on it probably like some months ago what you were so behind girl <laughs> that should be your homework assignment you have to be before this new date like i love Issa Rae. i love her because she's like just so she's alternative you know like that alternative black yeah. I love that she's so unapologetically her and she's corny just like me and I love it that's probably why I love her so much because <laughs> she's literally just like me and I love it girl. I love it <laughs> but I really appreciate you having me I appreciate you sharing your space with me um today and I, yeah I, it means a lot to me Meryl, thank you and it's always a pleasure you know Yay. it's so important you know, that women, we as women, especially us coming from, it's so important to, you know, work together and unite. And I think women should start seeing each other as equals, as opposed to competition. That was a word. That was a word. You don't get that. (laughs) You don't get that here. And I, it just saddens me because I'm like, this is just, (sighs) that's a word. That is a word, girl. That's a word. That that was a whole word right there when you just said that. <laughs> I don't understand, but I really don't understand why. You know, like there's enough there's enough of the power for everyone. You know, like you don't right. have to you don't have to compete with her or you don't have to like um down her or, or be envious of her. Like, no, there's enough of the power for everyone. You don't have to don't right. come up your own blessings with that spirit of, of, of hatred and jealousy. No. Exactly. But you know, some people are just brought up different, you know, and and, and what I learned, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Not my, right. not my, not my monkey, not my circus at this point. Like, just keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, girl, thank you so much for doing this podcast. I enjoyed this interview with you. As always, you know, I love your spirit. And keep growing, keep evolving. I love the woman you become. You're such an inspiration to a lot of people, whether you know it or not. So keep going, Kelsey. Oh, thank you, T. And thank you for sharing your space with me. It means a lot sharing your baby with me today. And I really, I wish you nothing but love and blessings here. You got my support full.